Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Dafa Shavua. As we study Masechus Kesuvos Daf Lamed Hey, I want to thank Rabbi Israeli, who stepped in last week. It's actually uh, one of my favorite Dapim, but I did not have a chance to uh, give this year about Misa Shabbos. Just another example of what we've seen in this incredible Masechta, how we cover so many different areas. Last week was full immersion into Shabbos. We're still within the discussion of Kimle or Kimle Durabimine. And I received some questions. This goes back a few weeks ago, but it comes back this week. Just the general issue of the laws of damage. And I want to go over some of the halachos. Maybe we should give an introduction to it. I'm going to go through mostly some issues that come up in the first parak and in the fifth parak of the Rambam's Hilchas Chovel Mazik. These are issues that come up, some of them on our daf as well. And we'll have a chance, we'll go through some practical applications. And when I say practical applications, maybe it'll be lighter today. Some famous questions that came to... Uh, very famous Rav and Eretz Yisrael relating to boxing and an issue that came to Ramosha Feinstein relating to uh, football. I don't think today these questions are as relevant, at least for uh, people in our uh, schools. I don't think the Yeshiva Leagues here, I know they have football, but they play flag football. Some of us as kids play tackle football. They don't have real football leagues here as far as tackle goes in the yeshiva high schools, not yet at least. But it could come up in hockey, it could come up in sports. Um, when we used to play hockey as kids, it was full checking, no helmets. Um, some of us did boxing as well. That's a story for another time. So these are questions that could come up halachalamaisa. And even some other questions, there's a game that some of the kids play where you dare the person to hit you. I think you call the game... Uh, we used to call it flick, right? You give the person the chance to smack your hand if you don't move, move it away at the right time. So how does that come up? That's a voluntary thing. You're telling the guy, hit me. So are you allowed to do that? We know, for example, a person can't damage uh, limbs of themselves. We belong to the Rebona These issues come up as well with abortion. Right, the Rambam uses the lush on it's like murder, but even if it's not murder, and I'm not getting halacha l'maisa, it's at least going to be a chavala. So you have to deal with these issues. And we'll go through some of these questions today, but I want to really go through the Rambams, because if you go through the Rambam, it's going to be a good starting uh, basis to start looking at uh, some of the halachas as they apply. And you'll see it's very interesting that there's actually no explicit pasuk in the Torah about uh, hitting a person that's not part of your family. Let's just keep it at that, or a general issue of hitting. You'll have, let's say, hitting a parent, but that may be within the realm of kibodava aim. So let me go, and we'll see how far we get and how practical we get. But I already raised some issues that uh, you should consider. These are issues that are more than just safety questions, right? There's a famous Shiloh again, could a person do skydiving? Could a person go on a plane? Do you have to say a gomel when you come off a plane? 
So that's not a question necessarily of damaging someone. It's more of a question of v'nishmartem, of just uh, being safe. This is, I'm, I'm focusing on a more narrow issue. So here we go, just when the Rambam in the Zikin, this is where it's going to be found, in the Yad Chazaka, within the Zikin, we have Hilchas Chovel Umazik. And we're going to see very close connection until it splits between the laws of injuring a person or hurting someone's money or uh, doing damage to someone. If you look into Hilchaschov Elmazik, the first five prakim more or less are going to deal with damaging a person, and then there's a shift to damaging someone's money. Obviously, injuring a, a person is going to be much more serious, and you'll see this in the fifth parak when you, if a person says, rip my clothes, you're allowed to rip their clothes, putting aside the issue of baltashchus. But a person says, beat me up, you're not, generally not going to be able to beat the person up. I say generally because, again, we'll have to come back to boxing where one could say that uh, you're not allowed to do such a thing even if the person is willing to be defeated. You know, if you have Mike Tyson going against Buster Douglas, everybody thought that Buster Douglas was just going in for the big cash. At the end of the day, he knocked out Mike Tyson. So was Buster Douglas able to say to Mike Tyson, just hit me? Again, the Gedolim did not mention these names, but you're going to see how these were real Shilas. And uh, famous Balshuv and Eretz Yisrael used to be a famous wrestler. So there's a lot to say about these issues. Rumosha Feinstein had what to say on it and uh, many of the other Gedolim as well. So if you look into the introduction in the Rambam, Hilchas Chovel Mazik, he says something, again, it's going to be very fascinating, you always, I've taught you before, and I know you've learned this from others as well, before the Rambam gets into the specific halachas, he has the keter, the introduction. It's very important as well. Hilchos Chovel Mazik, I'm going to read to you here from the Rambam. It, uh, hakdama, in the Hakdama, it says, Mitzvah Saseh Achas. There's one positive mitzvah. Mm. What's well, going to be a positive mitzvah? Now, we know that not every positive mitzvah is something that we want to accomplish. If you steal from someone, you're going to get a positive mitzvah by returning the stolen object. But you don't want to steal, of course. You have Gerushin, you have Gerushin. Um, those in Dafyomi started to learn Gerushin now, to learn Masechus Gidin. So again, sometimes that's necessary, and it is a mitzvah, Ideally, not in the situation. And we could give many other examples of this. Now, the way it's formulated here by the Rambam is, din chovel bachavero, umazik mamona. If the person injures his uh, friend, we use the, the term friend here very loosely, umazik mamono, or damages his uh, money. So the question is, of course, just from the outset, what's the mitzvah say? Were you getting a positive mitzvah? So the way to understand this as the positive mitzvah is going to be in the payment that's made for the damage that you end up doing to the person. Now, if it ends up being that you kill the person, we're already in a different realm of Hilchus Chovel Mazik. Okay, so then you're into the Seres Hadibros, and then you're going to get into a Kimmelay Dravimine 
situation. We're just talking about injuring a person. And we've already discussed that you have up to five possible uh, payments. Again, not everyone is always going to apply, especially the last one called uh, Boches of embarrassment. Sometimes it will not apply. So that's what the Rambam here is discussing. And that's what you see right away in the first parak, in parak Aleph, Halacha Aleph, of Chovel Mazik. And we already know these. So we, we discussed this as well, that you pay from your best. And um, that's when a simple case of injuring a friend. Now there's another important halacha, just to keep in mind, it's a little bit uh, beyond what we're discussing. When it comes to behemoths, when it comes to animals, the the general approach is going to be, at least with most animals, that or at least domesticated animals, you get a uh, first couple of times that you injure, the animal pays chatzinezek. It's really a kanas, not restitution. But the halacha in Perik Aleph, halacha Yud Aleph, is adam muad la'olam. Bain Shogeg, Ben Mezid, Bain Er, Ben Yashin. That Bain Shekar, no matter what the person's mental status is, no matter what, in Adam is Muad La'olam. The expression of Muad is you move, when it comes to a behemoth, you move from being a Tam to a Muad. When it comes to a human being, you're right away considered to be a Muad. A Muad means you're acting as if you are aware of what you're doing. And even in a situation where you're not fully aware, you still have the responsibility. That's what the Rambam says over here. So it's not like you get uh, a training. You're right away considered to be fully responsible. Now, there will be some challenges to this and certain limitations on it, but this is the general halacha. So whether you're acting intentionally or unintentionally, we don't make a di- it doesn't make a difference. That's what it sounds like over here very clearly. We're treating you as a muad. The muad meaning, again, that you, you have responsibility. It's using that expression of muad in contrast with what happens with an animal, where you go through, you're given a couple of breaks. With the human being, it's assumed responsibility right away. Even it says over here if somebody is shikr. Now, what happens if someone else made you shikr, made you drunk? Well, that would be a much more complex discussion. Okay, so that's the general assumption, whether you've heard a person or whether you've heard <coughs> their property. Now, with the sleeping issue, there are some limitations placed on it. Let's say if you didn't know this guy was necessarily sleeping next to you and you end up hitting him. So your movements are used to operating a certain way, and this guy is basically putting himself in front of you, you're not going to be responsible. The Rambam tells us in Perik Dalit, Halacha Aleph, what happens if uh, a chas shalom situation, so you end up hitting a person, you hit, you hit a woman, even if it's unintentional, and you cause her to miscarry, so then you're going to be liable. And here the liability is going to be both to the woman, um, it could be to the woman's husband as well, or instead of the woman, and 
you have to pay for the value of the fetus, which is going to have to be uh, calculated. So over here, again, even if it's done unintentionally, why we have to give a specific case of because you're dealing over here with the woman and the Yiladeha and, and the child. In uh, Parakei, which maybe is the most important parak, when I say most important, the most relevant, the Rambam says the following, It's forbidden for a person to injure anyone. That includes yourself, right? Just like there would be a problem to right, cause uh, the end of life to oneself, then even a simple injury, you can't do it. So this is going to be very important for us. And obviously to a friend, to another human being. We're talking over here in a very serious level. Let's just assume right now that we're talking about within the Jewish community. So now all of a sudden, fascinating, in Parakei, the Rambam introduces a losase. Now, I told you before, it doesn't say anywhere straight out. So the Ram tells us over here, this is obviously based on the Gemara, you have to look at Devarim Chafhei Pasagimel. It says Lo Yosef. This is discussed at Lahakoso. Devarim Parachafhei Pasagimel. We know that when you give Malkus to somebody who's done something bad, the person who's giving the Malkus, you do 39. If the person can't handle 39, they have to evaluate in advance you come up with a lower number. If you give one more, so let's say in the case of 39, you give 40, the person who's doing it has violated Lo Yosef. So the Rambam comes along, again, based on the Gemara, and says, if this is true, when you smack in a Russia, in his hero Torah, Milahosef Pakas Achote, Kalvachomer Lamaka Esatzadik. So if this is true, you hear the Kavachomer when it comes to hitting a Russia, because anyone who's getting Malchus, at least as far as that action is called the Russia, then obviously the same is going to be true when you're hitting a person who is innocent, a righteous person. Now, you would have to ask a question on the Rambam. Why didn't the Rambam put this into his Keter? Okay, so that would be a detailed question. He only spoke about the assay. He did not speak about the uh, low sase. Now, I just want to point out a couple other halachas. Once we're de- dealing with this, it's good to get some of the ethical issues that come up. First of all, the first thing I wanted to share is the Rambam Perikei Halacha Beis. It's a great parak. I feel like be a asur. You're not allowed to raise up your hand against a uh, colleague. Right? My parents used to say, "Don't even lift your hand up against your brother." I'm not saying we listened. And then it says, So the Rambam here is not saying that this is going to be an Isser. I don't think it's an, it's not a violation of what he said in the previous Halacha. So you'd have to define what exactly is the Isser. Clearly the Rambam is saying it's not good behavior. When it comes to uh, the next Halacha, the Rambam tells us, that even if you hit a person and it's limited damage, which means it's less than a pruta, then you're going to end up getting malchus. 
year, loka So here you have a situation where really every single and this is a big chiddush. Every malchus, every time you hit someone, you really should get malchus. But we end up doing tashlumim. This is a situation where the tashlumim, the payment, is actually considered to be a higher level punishment than the malchus. If not, you would end up getting malchus, and there would end, there would be a situation of kimle dravmine. So this again, we're not going through the full analysis. But the way I understand this is the reason why it's the worst punishment is because you're dealing over here with payment. But the reason why that payment is instituted is because if we just have Malchus, then you would end up with a society where people would just smack each other. Now, the Rambam says something here. At the end of this halacha, how about a non-Jew that beats up a Jew? According to the halacha, the Rambam is not waxing poetic here. Chayev Misa, Shenemar, Vayifen Kovacho, Vayach Es HaMitzri. This is the story of Moshe Rabbeinu. Moshe Rabbeinu, who beats up a Mitzri, who kills a Mitzri, who is beating up a Jew. And the fact that he killed him, the Rambam is saying over here, is not just that was necessary at that time in order to protect the Jew, you call it a uh, self-defense, or at least a defense of a rodef, but it's because that's the punishment that is um, instituted, or at least that is deserved. Again, you better be careful in the United States of America of doing such a thing. But according to the way the Rama Paskins the halacha, this is uh, accurate. Now, with all being said, it's the the Rama comes along in the same parak parakay. Halacha Yud, and says, okay, let's say you are beat up. Somebody beat you up. Somebody hit you. The person who is injured can't be uh, an achzari, which means just like when someone insults you, you're supposed to grant them mechila. Same thing is here. If you don't, don't give them mechila. It's as if there would be a question to who you are. We're about to hit Shavuos. We see that the, the Midah of being a Jew is Chesed. It's one of the ways the Gemara derives, actually, that Rus was able to come into the community. At the time of Megillas Rus, it seemed that there was a prohibition both for a, a Moav and a Moavit to come into the community. But at the end, Rus ends up being a proof that you see the the way the women behaved were not the same as the men from Moab. I actually saw Safer from Rav Druk, who says this was part of the analysis of what went into the Chazal making this determination, that a Moavit could come in, Rus becomes the model of that behavior. Now, this doesn't mean that you're being mocha over here, the payment that's due to you. Again, a person doesn't want to take the payment. You don't have to take the payment. But... Even if you take the payment, you still could grant, you should still grant uh, mechila. Okay, the last thing I pointed out before in Halacha Yud Aleph is the difference between Niske Gufo and Niske Mamono. When it comes to Mamon, you could, not, you could actually say to the person, rip my, uh, rip my clothes. When it comes to hitting, you can't say to a person, hit me in the face. Now, 
that was a pretty long introduction, and I'm going to wrap it up pretty soon. Just to, I'm very happy to talk to anybody about the boxing Shilas that have come up. And uh, this Shaila, besides Ramosha, who was dealing with the football Shaila, was an issue that Rav Unterman, Rav Unterman was a great Rav in Eretz Yisrael, he actually uh, said that boxing was allowed. And he said, you're, you're basically, there's no, what we call in American law, mens rea. There's no malice involved. Now, we've seen, according to the Rambam, that intention isn't necessarily uh, what's required. But here it's being done outside the realm of hitting. It's within a sport. So within a sport, it would be allowed. Now, this, of course, would require more analysis, and I'm very happy to continue this discussion. The uh, Ramosha deals with the football, Shiloh, and you should know that Ramosha said football was okay as well. Again, football is not by definition hitting, even though we know, of course, it happens. Would Ramosha say a little bit differently today or totally differently today because uh, more research has been done? And it's not just that people are saying we're playing a sport. And there's another issue that happens because what Ramosha raises as a discussion is it's uh, the hitting is a sidebar, right? It's not the it's not the main point of it, which uh, may be an issue when it comes to boxing. But we're not going to go through that full analysis right now. But just to show you, you have to get the basics down. That's what's happening on our daf, where the intention comes up within chavala. Uh, so we've already given a couple of shiurim on chavala. You could look at it within the context of Kimle Dravamine, but whatever you do that, you should also look at it for its own inherent uh, value and halachas. Have a great week of learning. Beautiful Shavuos.